Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Welcome to episode six of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we're being joined by Caitlin Mullaney, who I worked with in Disney. This seems to be a trend <laughs> with my guests that I'm having on, or we're having on, but... Um, but hey. Yeah, welcome, Caitlin. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Frontierland friends. <laughs> Oh, so. yeah. Frontierland is like the basis of everything I say now when I talk about Disney. I'm like, Frontierland, it's the best. You should know. Go <laughs> there. The best. Isn't it like Froland, guys? Froland. Froland Fro forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So like we do every episode, we wanted to get your Disney profile. Um, so how did you get into Disney? So I really didn't grow up in a Disney-centered household. My parents really don't do Disney, but they made sure it was kind of all over the place for me. Um, At 18 months, The Little Mermaid was on VHS for the first time, and it's the only thing that was playing on my television. My mom was sick and tired of hearing Part of Your World and (laughs) Under the Sea and a little Caitlin going, Murma, Mommy, Murma. Um, But just my parents made sure I had it in my life even though they weren't huge Disney people so I guess that's how I had all the toys I had the movies I had the clothes um they just kind of made sure it was there in my life even though it wasn't their thing (laughs) so you still grew up with it but like yeah not necessarily the same way that a lot of others have yeah no I didn't even go to the parks till I was 14 yeah 17 it's okay I feel (laughs) you Yeah. Greg was 22 and I took him for the first time. <laughs> so you may have given this away, but who's your favorite character? Okay, so this is a split answer for me because I lump them into characters and princess because if you just go with princess, it's going to be Ariel. Right. Um, she was my first Disney character, my first Disney movie. Um, I still relate to her today as an almost 30-year-old. Um, but if we want to take princesses aside, it's Stitch. Um, I just always have related to his antics and um, how he grows as a character and his heart in the end and how he adapts for Lilo and takes care of her. Aw. I love Stitch. Mm-hmm. Because he's mischievous, <laughs> mischievous, but he has a heart. Yeah. So, like, it's not like he's just mischievous to be mischievous. Even though that's what he's supposed to be. Right. Like, you end well, up he- learning his personality. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about him. So, this could also tie into your previous <laughs> answers, but what's your favorite movie? This is another weird question for me because I don't have a straight answer. That's fine. Um, I depends on what you're looking for in me for the day. Um, most of the time, I'm going to say Little Mermaid. Again, I was raised with it. It's a deep part of who I am. Um, but Lilo and Stitch, because of Stitch's craziness and his growth, and Lilo, because I kind of really relate to her, too, as this kind of outcast little girl who, um, you know, is always looking for her place. And then um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, 
Um, Quasimodo owns my soul. Um, (laughs) Anytime I hear out there, it brings me to a place of like serenity and um, happiness that just, I feel it's necessary to, to always include that one because Quasimodo goes through so much and that's kind of how I felt like Quasimodo as a teenager. So um, locked away and don't do this, don't do this, do that, do this, do that. But um, finding out that the world is a much bigger and better place when you get to enjoy things. This girl breathes Disney. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I went through <laughs> I went through a hunchback phase too whenever I was, like when it first came out. So... I but I was like all about Esmeralda. <laughs> I was all about Esmeralda too, but yeah. now as an adult, it's quasi, yeah. quasi yeah. all the way. I can see that. That's cute. So we know you obviously worked at Disney because you worked with Meg. So what would your favorite park be? And if you've been to California, that can count as well, obviously. I or have Tokyo been or wherever. To no, haven't been that lucky, <laughs> but um, definitely have been to California. Um, but, um, I'm going to go with the patent answer of Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so much, and I guess, I guess it goes back to working there. Cause so much of me is like in that park when I still go there as a guest, like I get so many memories of, you know, doing this or that stocking or, um, greeting people, the good memories, the bad memories. I'm pretty sure my blood, sweat, and tears are somewhere embedded in that park <laughs> from something or other. But, um, I mean, it just, it, it kind of captures everything you want in Disney. I just took two five-year-olds there um, for their first trip and just seen it through their eyes. Um, what they appreciated, what they didn't. Um, but it just that magic in their faces when they saw the castle and, you know, Belle and that was their princess and the the, the carousel and everything. So, yeah, Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> um, do you have a specific favorite Disney memory by any chance? Well, listening to your podcast, I have tried to, like, think about my answers to this um, (laughs) ahead of time. Um, And talking with Rory, um, I think I came up with three, and it was hard to narrow it down to three. (laughs) That's fine. Um, My first was my first trip to Walt Disney World. Um, My mom and I spent 14 hours at Hollywood Studios back when it was MGM. (laughs) Um, Park open to the end of Fantasmic, um, that first like setting foot into the, you know, studios, um, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, my first meet and greet with Minnie, um, Sorcerer Mickey, and capping the night with Fantasmic was just this huge emotional awakening, I guess, because it was my first trip to Disney. And um, understanding, I guess, part of like what I... what I was missing um but part of this this part of me that um I didn't know was really there so that's um the first one um my second one is probably my first trip to Disneyland um Greg and I were walking down Main Street and I saw Sleeping Beauty's castle for the first time and I just started crying (laughs) um don't 
Don't know how it happened. Don't know why it happened. Um, Greg's like sitting there fumbling for his phone trying to like record this. And I'm just blubbering like (laughs) baby. Um, And I'm like, I can't help it. I don't know why. Um, But that was just kind of like a beautiful serenity moment. Um, And then I guess the coup de grace of memories is um, when I got to spend the night in Cinderella's castle. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Winning that contest, and um, I cried when they told me. Um, I cried when I entered the castle. But um, just kind of that special moment that not everyone gets to experience. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Super jealous. Some backstory for that, for like anybody who doesn't know, inside Cinderella's Castle at Magic Kingdom is a special suite suite that you can win a night in as a cast member. Occasionally they'll do it like once a month. They'll do a drawing for the cast members. Um, And Caitlin won that one month. So. So if you listen to our other podcast, she was drinking her Felix that day. Yeah, Felix Felicius. (laughs) Well, it was so weird, too, because I'd entered so many months prior, and I didn't even remember doing the con entering the contest when they told me they're like, they're like, do you remember doing this? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Do you know what time it is? It's time for me to say today we'll be discussing Walt's fourth animated film, Dumbo. Oh, my bad. You got excited. (laughs) (laughs) Today's all about little Dumbo, and I'm super excited because I think that this is the first episode that we're doing where I really love the movie and have loved it for a long time. Yes. Not that I'm saying that I don't, like, love Snow White. Sarah, our guest on that episode, definitely changed my mind a little bit on Snow White. But it wasn't one that, like, I connected with when I was younger. And, like, Dumbo, I remember always loving as a child and even currently. This is a movie that I have seen as a child. So oh, look at that. So I think this is the first one that we've done. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my first time seeing it, so. Okay, now you can do your little intro. Oh, I just said, do you know what time it is? It's 30-second Disney-dash time. Oh, yeah. Who's going first? Can I go first just to get it over with so my anxiety will go down? Yes. (laughs) Like I said, I've been practicing this this all day. My coworkers think I'm nutso, and (laughs) I go over 30 seconds a lot. I have faith in you. (laughs) Faith, trust, and pixie dust in my way. (laughs) All right, are you ready? I am ready. Get set. (laughs) Go. All right, storks deliver babies to circus animals. Dumbo is the last one. He gets picked on by all the other elephants. Kid at the circus picks on Dumbo, and his mom gets captured. Timothy befriends Dumbo to make him feel better, and they become part of the clown troops. They get drunk and have a pink elephant on parade night. The crows um, find them in the tree, give him a feather to help him fly. He flies in the circus, with loses the feather, but becomes this big, huge overnight sensation. 24. Hey! Yeah, you like, did it! Hey! Uh, <laughs> 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 so you're like, <laughs> you were getting closer, and I was like, come on! Come I know. On. <laughs> the best is like when I'll hear Meg trip up, and then she's like, <gasps> and like has to panic her way through the rest. <laughs> and then that's when she speeds up her to her like and gets it in right in like 21 seconds. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
this is this I purposely made this summary short because I've gone over the past two weeks, so I don't want to go over this week. Are you going next? Yeah, I want to go next. All right. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Steady? Mm-hmm. Go. The story starts with Casey Jr. leaving and Mama Animals getting their babies from the storks, and they're flying over Florida, which is cool. Mama Jumbo gets her baby late, and we discover he has huge ears. He's mocked by the mean elephant ladies and called Dumbo. Kids come and harass Dumbo at the circus. Mama Jumbo protects him and is put in solitary confinement. Dumbo's sad, alone, and Timothy the mouse comes to make him feel better by getting drunk and hallucinating about pink elephants. He then helps make Dumbo famous by becoming the amazing flying elephant. 23. Actually, I'll say 22 because I stopped that a little short. Yeah. Mean elephant ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I also well, threw in the part about Florida. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so you could have been at like 20. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, I need that. Oh, jeez. Okay, I need my phone now for a timer. Oh, man. Do, do, you guys do, did do, so do, good. Do, 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 now do, I'm nervous. Do, 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 do. There it is. Alrighty, are you ready? No. Three. Two, go. Storks deliver babies, Mrs. Jumbo waiting impatiently. Circus is ready to leave. Baby Dumbo comes, originally Jumbo Jr., and gets delivered while they're on the way. He's got huge ears. How come the elephants have to put up the tent in the rain? Kids visiting torment Dumbo, and his mom goes crazy. She gets solitary confinement. The other elephants ignore him, but at least he has a buddy with Timothy Mouse, and they come up with an act to make him famous. He can fly. All is well. Dumbo be famous. 22 seconds. Not as detailed as you guys. It's <laughs> just finished it two seconds ago yeah somebody <laughs> forgot to write their 30 second disney dash until like five Sorry. minutes ago whatever it's okay at least you didn't have like a whole page of like <laughs> notes and your husband sits there timing you you're too long you're too long you're too long <laughs> but i didn't even mention the pink elephant on parade i just love that scene it's so funny but okay we'll get to that all right some dumbo history Dumbo was released on October 23rd of 1941. It still blows my mind how old these movies are. I just, like, cannot... I don't know why. Like, they just don't feel that old to me. No. It's gonna be a long time until I'm like, okay, that sounds about right. right. Like, a.k.a. when we get to the 90s. <laughs> um... So, Dumbo was made to recoup all of the financial losses of Fantasia, because they didn't make a whole lot of money on Fantasia, because it costs so much to produce and tour... And put on and all of that. Um, so it was a deliberate pursuit of simplicity and economy for the Disney studio. In 2017, though, I thought this was super cool. The film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Wow. Um, under the terms of the National Film Preservation Act, each year the Librarian of Congress names to the National Film Registry 25 motion pictures. Um, and the films must be at least 10 years old. This one's definitely older than it 10 years old. It definitely meets the age requirement. <laughs> um, and I think, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say last year only two animated films were named oh, wow. into the registry. So that's cool. So Dumbo really is, like, super famous. He is super famous. Both in the movie and outside the movie. I just, that song, Super Famous, just got stuck in my head. <laughs> Needs to not be in my head. It's not an appropriate um, song. <laughs> Dumbo was first brought to the attention of Walt in late 1939 
by Disney's head of merchandise licensing, Kay Kamen, who showed a prototype of the Rolla book that included Dumbo. And he immediately grasped its possibilities and heartwarming story and purchased the rights to it, like, right away. I just wish I could see Walt, like, being presented something the first time. Because a lot of these people have brought him the story, like, hey, I think you'd do something really good with this. Or he just happens across it. Like, I want to see that spark, you know, like, where well, he's just like, I need to yeah. do something with this. I picture, um, like, Saving Mr. Banks, you know, like, how he just wanted that story so bad. And she would not give Mary Poppins up to him. <laughs> um, oh, she did. She did, yeah. <laughs> Um, So, originally, Dumbo was intended to be a short film. However, Disney soon found that the only way to do the book justice was to make it feature length, though it's really not very long. It's actually Disney's shortest animated film at 64 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it was a quick watch yesterday when we watched it. Yeah, it's nice if you just want to put on, like, a quick film. Yeah. You know? So, oh, yeah, that's why Greg thought I was crazy, because he's like, you're taking notes for the shortest Disney movie ever. <laughs> There's so much jam-packed in those 64 minutes. I'll forget something. I totally understand. <laughs> Especially with the cultural re- relevance. Um, you pick up things as an adult you didn't as a child. Oh, I know. Yeah, definitely. And all of the films are like that. Um, so Disney Studio was in pretty bad financial trouble because not only did Fantasia not make a lot of money, but the war also had been going on. And Walt was running it, so, you know. (laughs) And Walt was spending (laughs) a lot of money. (laughs) Um, And Pinocchio didn't make a lot of money either in the grand scheme of things. Even though it's now known as, like, one of the best animated films ever, like, at that moment in time, it didn't make a lot. Just because I think people didn't have money to go out and see a film. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dumbo was intended to be a low budget, um, designed to bring revenue to the studio. It did. I mean, in terms of his budget that he spends on animated films, it was, quote, low budget at like <laughs> $800,000 or something like that it costs to make. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We're on to your fun facts. And I did fun steal facts. your one fun fact about the, the length of the film. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's my first one. So yeah, knock that one off. 64 <laughs> minutes. Done. Yeah. Um, you also stole this one, but I'll explain it a little more. So Dumbo was inspired by a book um, that was written by Helen Aberson. So a Rolla book, Meg mentioned it. It's like, it's literally like a scroll packed into a box and you roll it out and it's just got illustrations on it. Um, but I guess Dumbo was later on released as a regular book. I don't know if it was under her or Disney. Um, There's a little golden book. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and as we learned from our last episode, not yeah, last episode yeah. with the Reluctant Dragon, um, an actress, Margaret Wright, she voiced Casey Jr. using the Sano box. So she just put this weird, like, Frankenstein-looking thing to her throat and whispered and... All aboard! Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. Um, but I guess she also provided a character's voice in Walt Disney's World of Color, which I thought was kind of interesting. <laughs> Little Easter egg, if you catch when they are, I think, pulling away from the circus, there's a sign that says WDP Circus, and that's a direct call out to Walt Disney Productions, which I thought was cool, because they're still doing Easter eggs now in Pixar, which we've mentioned before, too. Even um, in regular ones? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I guess I'm just yeah. thinking, like, Pixar's releasing a bunch of stuff. But... Yeah. Well, like, Pixar does the Pizza Planet truck in every single mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some voice actors that I thought was cool. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Sterling Holloway. Yeah. Um, he did Mr. Stork, but he also voiced Winnie the Pooh, Ka, Cheshire Cat, and Rockfort, which I had to look up because I forgot his name, but he's a little mouse from Aristocats. The cute little one who held, or drinks Edgar Crumb de la Crumb with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the main crow's voice is Cliff Edwards, who also voiced Jiminy Cricket. And Mrs. Jumbo, which I thought this was cool, um, her name is Verna Felton, but she did Flora, Aunt Sarah from Lady and the Tramp, the Queen of Hearts, and the Fairy Godmother. That's some huge roles. Yeah. Yeah. The Fairy Godmother. And at this point, like, none of these voice actors were credited. I don't know if you... Oh, really? Yeah, like, because there's there's no, like, credits at the end of the film, they're all in the beginning, um, and they never put, like, voices in the credits. I never noticed that before. Well, one of the things I was trying to find is I was listening to it and um, I definitely caught the stork being Ka that like I was listening to him sing and I was like, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) But I can't find it. And like I spent Googling the IMDb. I swear one of the elephants, the mean lady elephants was (laughs) Minnie because she sounds like she does um, like a, a little like shrill, like, Oh, and it just was very mini like it was like the one with the blue and the yellow little yeah. hat and she just sounded almost like if she's not mini she could have been her like voice twin but um oh. i was like googling on that yeah, i looked at greg and i was like that. I, yeah, that yeah. Does sound, it does, did sound like her i know some and of you, our listeners are like super knowledgeable so if you know let yeah, us make know sure that you comment and tell us yeah, you could just hear those other characters in those voices, and that was just one that I was like, oh, is, is this? Could it be? <laughs> Something is wrong here. I'm going to say, I'm going to call him out. Pierre, you better know the answer to this. Because... <laughs> yeah, he was who I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would know. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't, I mean, I mean, nobody knows then. So, um, Timothy, Timothy. Timothy Mouse was not the original sidekick for Dumbo. It was a I'm assuming it was a red robin named Red Robin. Um, I thought that it was a cat. You're really funny. I'm joking. I thought you were serious. I had to stare at you. Um, I think in the book, Red and Dumbo end up signing a film contract and they head to Hollywood, which I think could have been a cute alternate ending as well. (laughs) Um, Like Meg mentioned, look at you stealing all my facts. Sorry. Because of the war, um, production needed to be cheap. So it did cost about $814,000 to make, which with Walt, that's super cheap. Um, But that's also why the backgrounds are so much less detailed. And if you pay attention, you can totally tell. But I love that about this film. Like, everything is just more it's not as undetailed as 101 dalmatians and that is one of my favorite animated like in terms of artistic animation i love 101 dalmatians but it kind of almost reminded me of that with like the less detail but in a different um style Mm -hmm. almost yeah definitely and that's why the characters are all like they're very simple i mean all the elephants are practically just round shapes (laughs) if you think about it um i thought this was cool time magazine wanted to honor Dumbo Dumbo as Mammal of the Year. I think, yeah. like, on the front page. Yeah. But because... I actually... I have a picture of what the front of time was supposed to look like. What? Shout out to our listener, Bree, who works at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. 
Um, Are we I posting reached that? Out, I'm going to post a picture of it. But yeah, I reached out to her and I was like, do you have any cool facts about Dumbo from the museum? <laughs> like, let me know them. Um, and she did say that... Um, in December of 1941, Dumbo was to be on the cover of Time magazine as Mammal of the Year, a play on their traditional title, Man of the Year. That's cute. <laughs> However, the bombing of Pearl Harbor on December 7th thrust the U.S. into World War II, resulting in the replacement of Dumbo's cover with an image of Admiral Kimmel, commander-in-chief of the U.S. Pacific Fleet at the time of the attack. However, he was still featured inside and given the same title. So, they didn't just nix him. Well, they are just being good for Dumbo. Yeah, good for Dumbo. Um, the pink elephants on parade section, which... I happen to love. I know Meg loves. Mm-hmm. It was animated by Howard Swift, which is kind of funny because he is did he related very... to Taylor Swift. I don't think so, but <laughs> you could check. Um, he animated a hundred feet of this sequence in one week, and to put in pers- into perspective, you only could animate like about twenty feet average a week. So this dude was cranking that out. It's very simple, but still, yeah. I read that, like, before I watched it again last night, so I was thinking about it while I watched it. It made it kind of cool. I guess Dumbo 2 almost happened. Dumbo and his circus buddies were supposed to figure their way out of the big city after the circus train left them behind. We would have actually heard Dumbo talk. Yeah. Instead of his little squeaks. I have a couple before you get to this last one, because it's still kind of... So this is also from our listener, Bree. She said Shout that, out. yeah, Dumbo won the 1941 Academy Award for Best Original Music Score with Baby Mine earning an Academy Award nomination for Best Original Song. It's so sad. Yes. Um, me every time. Mm-hmm. Also to add for Verna Felton, mm-hmm. who is the one who voices Mama Jumbo, um, Mrs. Jumbo, I keep, Mama calling, Jumbo. <laughs> I keep calling her Mama Jumbo. <laughs> I like that better. Um, she also voiced Winifred the Elephant in Jungle Book. She had a role in almost all the films all the way through the Jungle Book. Mm. So, um, in the Jungle Book, Winifred the Elephant was her last acting role. Um, and then also, Dumbo was a number of firsts for the studio, including the first Disney animated film to be set in America. Um, it was the first film where the lead character didn't speak, and also the first to have a protagonist with blue eyes. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> kind of weird. Um, and then she did send me a couple of really cute pictures that I will post for everybody. But That's awesome. Thank you, Brie. Thank you very much. Uh, last fun fact. Because I'm just saying, none of those facts I found through Google. I No, I didn't see any of those. So... <laughs> if anyone wants to know where I find my fun facts, <laughs> Google. <laughs> Um, so last fun fact, I guess Tim Burton is making a live action Dumbo. It's supposed to be spring of 2019. So you got one year to see what he could possibly come up with. I'm intrigued. For Dumbo. I love Tim Burton. I'm, I'm... a huge Nightmare fan. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> Imagine his pink elephants on parade. Oh. No. Imagine. Oh. <laughs> right? It's going to be interesting. It could be really good. It could be. I mean, I'm sure like, it'll be I amazing. I think it's going to go one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. It's either going to be terrible or really good. Guess who will be in it? Helena Bonham Carter. Probably. Johnny Depp. Most likely. 
Well, I mean, he and um, Helena Bottom Carter are, are separated now, so maybe true, not. True, but I mean, eh. she has to admit that she's an amazing actress, though. So. She's fabulous. She'll be Mama Jumbo. Yeah. Johnny Depp will be Dumbo if he speaks. Oh no! No, he'll be <laughs> he'll be Timothy. Yeah, probably. He would be Timothy, or he no, he would be the ringmaster. I could see that. I actually have the IMDb pulled up for oh, is there actually like actors assigned? Yeah. (laughs) Is Johnny Depp in it? Uh, no, no for now. Uh, Ava Green, Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Mm. Danny DeVito, Mm. Alan Arkin. Danny DeVito's Uh, the ringmaster, isn't he? Uh, they have names, so oh. it doesn't say. It says hmm. Medici. Huh. Um, so there's no like. Who's Dumbo? It, it doesn't. It, there's. I mean, oh, it doesn't no say one. Dumbo. There's no one that says Dumbo. Who's there's Dumbo? no Timothy Mouse. Um, there's some people who aren't named. Um, but. Oh, there's a Dumbo performer. His name's Ed Osmond. Maybe he's Um, like the role of that guy who played Gollum. Well, he also did the voice of Gollum. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's like that kind of role where he's going to be like the movements of Dumbo, but it's all going to be computer generated, probably. Super intrigued. I'm like reading the IMDb right (laughs) now and all the like... um, different facts but yeah no johnny depp no helen bonham carter Dang Shocked, uh, man what, what what are we doing um will smith was almost in the movie but he backed out so you can usually rely on tim burton to be like a harry potter reunion crew you know oh i know <laughs> yeah oh and All there's right. a wonderful picture of him on casey jr that's Aww. amazing I love what Tim What would Burton. we do without you? I really do love him, but he does do some really weird stuff, so I don't know um, how that's going to translate for Dumbo. I'm actually but... kind of surprised that Disney, like, gave Dumbo to Tim Burton, but who knows? I mean, it's a circus, and you could take the circus to that's... crazy, yeah. not, well, I'm going to say pun intended, crazy heights. But do some cool Especially stuff. Especially with Dumbo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be as good as The Greatest Showman. That was pretty amazing. I'm That's sorry, Caitlin. Oh, you know you like no. The Greatest Showman. That's right. No, no. That's yeah. what I was listening to on my way home from <laughs> work today. An hour and 20 minutes. Uh, stop, go traffic. Um, listening in the car and I'm sitting here like doing arm motions. <laughs> I love The Greatest Showman. I was so mad it didn't win the Oscar for song. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It should have. Even though I like Coco. Alrighty. Cool, cool. Character profiles. Dumbo is an important one, right? Oh, uh, he's kind of adorable. So, Dumbo is not actually his name for anybody who doesn't know that. It yeah, is that's mean. Jumbo Jr. A Jumbo Jr. A Jumbo Jr. <laughs> that was so good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Um, so he is a little baby elephant who has huge ears and then is able to use his huge ears to learn how to fly. Um, he also carries what he thinks is a magic feather from the crows. It was just a gag. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just a gag, as Timothy tells us. Um, It was his courage. Yeah. 
But like Dopey in Snow White and Gideon in Pinocchio, Dumbo does not have any spoken dialogue, which I think is really cool because he is, you know, I mean, like, Dopey and Gideon aren't main characters, so, like, it's more realistic for them to not necessarily have any lines. Um, But for the main character, I mean, like, he's the title of the film, has no lines. It's pretty, um, I think it's impressive that they were able to make him the main character without saying anything, which they kind of... I mean, not they, it's not the same people, but, like, it reminds me of Wally a little bit. Oh, How there's, Wally. like, hardly any dialogue in Wally, um, but it doesn't really need it, you know? And Dumbo doesn't need it either. It's super impressive, too. Um, when we were doing Pinocchio and we were talking about Figaro and how he doesn't talk, but his facial expressions tell you everything you need to know. So with Dumbo, I mean, you could when see... When Dumbo is drunk, oh, he looks drunk. drunk. Yeah. When he's... <laughs> <laughs> when he's sad, like, you can feel oh, how sad he is. And when he's happy, like, playing with his mom, which is one of my favorite parts, like, you can just see how ecstatic he is. It's so cool, and he doesn't speak a word. Yeah. It's super cute. hmm And then the other character I wanted to touch on is Timothy. So his full name is Timothy Q. Mouse, uh, an anthropomorphic, anthropomor- anthropomorphic. <laughs> I don't even know what this word means. <laughs> Anthropomorphic? Yeah. What Thank you, mean? ma'am. <laughs> so it's like giving humanist oh. humanistic characteristics to like animals. Like, you know, he's like wearing Jiminy. the ringmaster's outfit and, like, um, you know, doing all these humanistic things. Yeah. Like every Disney movie ever. Okay. <laughs> well, but they, why did they have to put that in there then? I mean... <laughs> what? Well, it's like them using the word pachyderm every five minutes Pachy in Dumbo. And I'm, and I'm like, as a kid, I would not have understood this word. You're a pachydoim. I was going to ask you to do that. Pachydoim. Um, Okay, so he is a human-like mouse <laughs> who becomes the only friend of Dumbo after his mother is locked up and does his best to make Dumbo happy again. Shout out to Timothy taking care of a... Orphan baby pachydoim. Yeah. He saw bullying and didn't like it. He feeds him. Yeah. He washes him. He's so cute with Dumbo. Yeah. So he teaches Dumbo how to become the ninth wonder of the universe and the only flying elephant in the whole world. And he's never mentioned by name in the film, but his signature can be read on the contract in a newspaper photograph at the finale. I never realized that. Well, because Dumbo can't talk. Yeah. I just never So he's not going to, like, say Timothy. Timothy is just like, hey, Dumbo, yo, a pachydoim. <laughs> this is like fourth time. How many times am I going to say pachyderm? <laughs> well, they said it quite a bit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pachyderm. In 64 minutes. Pachyderm. Pachydoim. Five. <laughs> Alrighty. Now on to the fun part of the episode. Let's all go around and say our favorite character in the movie. I'm sorry, I gave her coffee before we recorded. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Because <laughs> mine's going to be super basic because I'm basic. <laughs> and I love Dumbo. Just everything about him. He is so sweet. He's just like the typical little kid who is clean. Like he's clung to his mom. But then his mom gets taken away and he confides in this little mouse without saying a word. But, like, they just, like, have this bond and this connection. 
And this is also going into, like, what I took away from this movie, in a sense, whereas, like, their relationship, Dumbo and Timothy, is, like, the sweetest thing. I just love that friendship and how Timothy really pulled Dumbo out of his shell because his mom wasn't there to do it. And um, Timothy still made sure that Dumbo knew, like, where his mom was, made sure that he went to go and see her. Um, it's just very sweet. But Dumbo is just so cute because he's just, like, learning the ropes um, of life, really, as a pachydoim. <laughs> Baby pachydoim. We're <laughs> at seven now. Oh. Oh, and, you know, he's getting made fun of for his ears, and Timothy figures out a way to turn that into something good. So I guess maybe I can't really pick between Dumbo and Timothy because just both of them together, like in their friendship and like how they work together and how their characters mesh, just the two of them together are perfect. I like it. Yeah. Let me go next. You kind of stole everything I wanted to say though. Timothy is my favorite character. Yeah. Because he's so sweet. Sees this little elephant getting picked on. He stands up for Dumbo all the time. Even when the crows are picking on him, he's like, what's wrong with you? You should be ashamed of yourself. How would you feel? I love when he goes and he scares all of the mean elephant ladies. Yeah, and then he just goes and he just, (laughs) he kind of just adopts this elephant while he needs to be adopted while his mom isn't there and he just takes care of him. And he's funny. I always remember, since I saw this as a child, loving Timothy Mouse. Yeah. And his accent. I mean, come on. (laughs) Pachydoim. (laughs) <laughs> How about you? Kim? Yeah, I am definitely a mix of Timothy and Dumbo. Um, Dumbo because yeah, he's sweet, he's innocent, he's adorable. Um, but Timothy again because he does see the bullying that is going on um, with these women evil elephants and kind of just like almost like straps on his big boy pants and like marches (laughs) over there and is like I'm gonna take care of you Dumbo I've never really met you but I'm gonna take care of you and then you know pulls him out of the straw and you know takes care of him tries to get him integrated into the circus more and um you know not only he pushes him out of his shell pushes him to soar um and yeah every pun intended (laughs) and you know does he does the take does take care of him made him appointment to go see his mommy um and you know he takes care of him emotionally physically mentally and just that um that kind of character you know as a mouse being this huge influence on Dumbo and um, being there for him, even though Dumbo's terrified of him at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have to throw in Mrs. Jumbo as well as a character that I love. Because, Mama of the Year Award. Yeah. I mean, so in general, I'm not the biggest fan of circuses. So, like, seeing those people just, like, come into the circus and being able to be so close to the elephants, even a baby that is, like, brand new. And just, like, the ringmaster doesn't care that they're going in there and, like, grabbing this little baby elephant and pulling him, and then the mom gets in trouble for defending her baby. I mean, go Mama Jumbo, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she was there for her baby, 
made sure that he was safe and not being picked on because he's already picked on all the time, even when he's not in front of people. He's picked on even by the other elephants who don't even want to consider him to be an elephant. Yeah. Um, Honestly. So I also really just like love and appreciate her as well. How about favorite scene? I'll go. Okay. I know it. All right. When uh, Dumbo and Mama Jumbo have their little, like, play session. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't watch it without smiling. Like, he, like, plays hide-and-seek behind her leg, and she pretends to not know where he is, and then she spooks him, and he lets out that little, tiny little elephant toot, mm-hmm. and it's so cute. It's it's perfect. I love that scene, too. Mm-hmm. I can't watch it without just feeling happy. Yeah. How about you, Caitlin? I was sitting here thinking about that last night and I had a really hard time picking a favorite. Um, It is hard. It is. um, You know, I really appreciate baby mine Mm -hmm. just because you see all the mamas with their babies and um, Mrs. Jumbo can't necessarily have as great of a moment as these other moms, but she still reaches out to Dumbo and he still feels that comfort of his mom. Um, and I think that relationship, like they still built upon that relationship, even though she was locked away. Um, so that was, that was definitely really sweet. And then like, as an adult, I guess I didn't pay attention as a child, like as an adult, I realized how much Timothy stuck up for Dumbo. So when he like marched in to those ladies and was like, I'm going to take care of this and then (laughs) had him, had it, gave him the peanut and, um, got him to sniff it out between those two, I think caught my heart the most I think our artistic so I guess I have two because like artistically I have one and then emotionally I have one so like artistically I love the pink elephants on parade Mm -hmm. scene um because it's just so fun to watch a little Um, scary at times but mostly fun it can be (laughs) yeah it can be but then emotionally I think I'm gonna go with um that scene where Timothy is, like, pumping Dumbo up to, like, get ready to run out in the circus for the first time. He's like, come on, Dumbo. Like, it's up. You're up. You're up. And he's, like, trying to get him to go. And then he takes a pin and he, like, pokes him in the butt <laughs> and Dumbo goes. But then he still ends up tripping and everything goes haywire. But just, like, the fact that Timothy is just so ready to be encouraging to him and, like, get him to go out there and make something of his huge ears that everybody makes fun of him for. Um, Just like their relationship in general, which I've already touched on. Mm -hmm. All right. How about our least favorite character? Uh, All the mean lady elephants. I can't stand any of them. They're all rude. The one's like, oh, I got some juicy information. (laughs) Shut up. You're mean. And this is a little baby elephant. Why you gotta be so rude about it? And then the other lady's just like grumpy all the time. They're all grumpy. Least favorite scene? I don't know if I have a least favorite scene. It's only 64 minutes. Well, Mrs. Jumbo being taken away. Okay, well I guess I'll say that. Because I disagree with what happened. It's okay. Dumbo's calling. <laughs> um, least favorite character. 
Yeah. Oh, and my cat. What? Oh, no, sorry. My, like, my headphones that my least favorite i'm going with the ladies i'm going with the <laughs> the lady elephants who like i'm sitting there last night shaking my fist and like yes. you know better yeah. you're older and wiser um and you know dumbo is this brand new baby and he's so happy and you're just the they bring that frown and then yeah. the ringmaster just because he kind of is this idiot who lets it all happen yeah. um like takes Mrs. Jumbo away without realizing, you know, this is a mom's instinct to protect her kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's my least favorite. Him and tied with the, the lady elephants. I mean, they're just rude, like hands down. You don't really need to say much else about it besides they're jerks. Um, but the ringmaster is just, yeah. I mean, like he really, to me, from what I can see, it doesn't seem like he really cares about the animals all that much. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he makes the elephants help set the tent up in the weather like that. And then he and... wants them to, like, stack on top of each other like that in this Yeah, big and, like, they all get injured. I-, I don't know. Maybe that's just the animal lover in me that is like, <laughs> I hate the circus. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. Yeah, and that ties along with my least favorite scene of um, Mama Jumbo being taken away because the ringmaster doesn't seem to care that kids were picking on Jumbo Jr., Dumbo. Um, he's just ignorant, and he his ignorance shows in that scene. So, I forgot that. Not a fan. One of my other favorite parts of the movie is when Timothy is whispering in the um yeah ringmaster yeah, ringmaster's here and he's just Dumbo. like yeah, Dumbo. Dumbo. god it makes me laugh it's so funny yeah again shout yeah. out to timothy trying to get Dumbo to have a name for himself i know okay what we took away from it like what is your like what is like a theme or something that is important to you that comes across in this movie your differences are what make you who you are. Yes. The well, very thing that holds you down is going to carry you up, up, up. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's a very, like, non-actual quote from Jumbo, but it's, like, on everything that's listed as Timothy, by the way. Yeah. That's I perfect. was just going to say friendship. Yeah. Too. Looking out for each other. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right, now this could be, this could be a jam-packed section, maybe, of things that we noticed now as adults watching this film, as opposed to children watching this film. One big one that I'm just going to throw out there is, as a child, I didn't know that Dumbo and Timothy were getting drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, I think I thought they were dreaming. I think, yeah, I think that that's what I thought it was, too. The whole pink elephants thing. I thought that it was a dream as a child. Because when they, the next scene is them waking up. You yeah. Know? So it's like, oh, they had a dream. Like, oh, they were just dreaming about these weird elephants. <laughs> no, I they were all I knew it was champagne. <laughs> I knew it was champagne because I'd seen a bottle of champagne before. But yeah, I think I thought that they were dreaming, too. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> but now as an adult, I'm just like... I mean, I can't, I guess I can't say that, like, I've ever been so drunk that, like, 
hallucinating. A, I'm hallucinating. Or B, I have, like, a really weird dream like that. Um, that's just, like, not what happens to me whenever I get drunk. <laughs> when I get drunk, like, I just pass out and I don't remember anything until <laughs> I wake up in the morning. <laughs> Fun and I'm not saying, like, I drink so much I pass out. I'm just meaning, like, when I drink and then I go to bed, it's, like, a hard sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm out until the morning. Well, Dumbo was a baby, so... This is true. Oh, and Timothy was very tiny. Too differently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I never would have made that correlation. I guess I didn't realize, like, just how mean the elephants were, like, and, like, the power of rumors and, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, the dirt on somebody, you know? Like, I just didn't realize just how cruel they all were. I don't think that I would have caught on to that until, like, going through late grade school. You know, like, like, obviously I knew the whole premise of, you know, oh, they're being mean. Right. But the, like, the deep down meaning of, like, what they're saying and what they're doing, I never would have caught on to until I was maybe, like, a early teen. Especially since they were just like, he's not an elephant anymore. Yeah. Like, what what is that? He's a clown. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mine was just, like, I didn't realize how much, like, the times influenced the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I felt like there was, like, definitely some, like, cultural things that were very, like, heavy one-sided. Um, if you notice, wa- I watched the movie and, like, the only people who had faces were the white people in the crowds. Mm. Um, the people, like, building the um, the tents for the ele- with the elephants were all these black men with no faces. I did not notice that. Um, yeah. Um, wow. And it's just kind of, especially like, I guess in this climate, I know it's really political. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I just thought <laughs> oh, like, fine. you know, it was just kind of like, this was very like, you know, you could tell that it was very like a, like a white man centric movie. Um, yeah. Well, and there were, I think it's, it's pretty well known that, what Walt's uh, View was. views were. Yeah, Walt. <laughs> too. I mean, I love him to death, but, like, he was pretty, I, I don't know, yeah. racist and there are no, times. Yeah. And, and there are no male elephants, by the way, so I'm still wondering how the stork brought Dumbo. Because mm. that's how babies are born. Babies <laughs> Clearly. just come from storks. <laughs> That was what I thought when I was little. Not gonna lie, this movie yeah. may have influenced that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that this movie influenced that thought in my mind. <laughs> That's a good way to yeah skim over that. Yeah. I also wonder if the whole like Dumbo thing being in Florida was like any foreshadowing in Walt's mind. Like, hmm. I thought of that too. I was looking at the map and I was like, oh, are we? Uh... Yeah, are we in Orlando? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, like, back backtracking to what you were saying, Caitlin, I didn't, I mean, I noticed that the men didn't have faces who were putting the tents up, but I didn't notice in the crowd. I'm going to have to go back and watch that and see it. Yeah, because I thought it was weird at first how, like, the only man, the only person that had a face was the ringmaster up until we get to the the crowd where the circus is in town. And um, you can see 
you know, them having faces. And then, um, like even some of the clowns when they're doing the whole like, um, parade of the circus, like you don't really see much detail on their face. Um, and it's just until you get to that crowd and the little boy with the big ears who pulls on Dumbo and, um, mocks him. Like that's where you start to get the details. Um, but like even some of the clowns, don't you want to punch him? Yeah, I really do. (laughs) But, like, even some of the cl- clowns, like, when they're having their conversations in the tents, like, you don't really, because it's not centered on the humans, like, you don't really see a lot of their faces. And all yeah. the details go towards the animals. Yeah. I read something, too, that, because um, there's the animator strike going on around now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they're the clowns are in the tent and they come up with this big idea... Um, for Dumbo to jump like 300 feet or something and they say let's, a thousand feet yeah <laughs> let's hit the big boss up for a raise apparently rumored that's like a dig at the strikers but I don't know if that's true or not just give him a raise <laughs> <laughs> well it's like the writer's strike in like the what mid 2000 like 2006 2007 ish whatever that was yeah um the writer's strike on televisions and stuff how that influenced oh yeah i forgot about that Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that wraps up dumbo yeah it was only 64 minutes true (laughs) true yeah can we make this podcast the same length as dumbo (laughs) i don't know or it like 56 minutes i think (laughs) right now i don't know if i have 10 more minutes of material here but i do have a disney memory so our listener stephanie emailed us her memory um and it says hi my name is stephanie and i'm emailing from a small town called turtleford saskatchewan canada thank you you're welcome I've been listening to the podcast since you started, and I really enjoy it. I love Disney, and it's been something I've enjoyed since childhood. My favorite Disney memory is probably when I was a child, we went to Disney World. It would have been 2004 or five, and it was an anniversary, but I honestly can't remember what it was for. Is that the big cake one? Mm, May have been. No. That was like 98, Mm. wasn't it? Yeah, the 90s. Because I went in 2003... And there was no celebration then, but they still had, like, the hand on the wand at Epcot. Yeah. For, like, the two... They might have still been celebrating the year 2000. Mm. Possibly. Party lives on. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the thing I remember was the, f- the fireworks show at Epcot. It was mind-blowing, and almost 20 years later, I still remember it so well. The globe spinning in the middle of the lake and the music, and it was just so amazing. Now, the reason I'm emailing is I have a favor to ask of you. I wanted to tell you that. Actually, I think I may have told you about this, but this is true. (laughs) No, but this is a good point. And I think that we should make sure to be conscious of it. Um, she said, I really enjoy the podcast, but I haven't been back to Disney world since that trip and have never been to any other Disney park. So when you talk in the podcast about things in the park and you refer to them, um, I might, want some sort of like reference so that we can like explain better what we're talking about because we do tend to just chit chat about things that we know really well that some people may not know yeah that's something we definitely need to be to be more conscious about i totally agree with you yes thank you yes it's a bad habit (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah but so that fireworks show is called illuminations and it's still going on 
now, mm-hmm. actually. There's rumors that it's going away. But <sighs> I know. so many changes. I know. So hopefully not. So you should get back out there and try and see it again. Yeah. Um, okay. So thank, thank you, Stephanie. Stephanie. And big thank you to Caitlin for dealing with us for almost 64 minutes now. Almost a whole animated feature film. <laughs> hey, it was fun, guys. You've been awesome. You're I welcome back anytime. I think that I have you back on the schedule for Little Mermaid. <laughs> but that's I'll... probably not for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can make something happen. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come on anytime. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Oh, is this me? You're blue. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. I know. So, Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So, make sure you subscribe on any of those platforms so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media and join in on the conversation for each episode in our Facebook page and Facebook group at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. And then on Twitter and Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod. And then also, please email us your Disney memories because we're officially out of them now. People need to email them to us. We want to read them on the podcast. Or we're just going to bore you with our Disney memories. So. <sighs> yeah. So email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, message us on Instagram. Whatever's easiest for you. You can send it anyway, and it doesn't have to be like a memory from the Disney parks. I know that that's been quite a few of them, but it can just be a Disney memory Disney memory about anything. Like one of my favorite Disney memories is some of my Christmases. Like I got, I mean, they were just Disney Christmases. Everything <laughs> I got was Disney related. Right. So it could be anything. Um, make sure you do join that Facebook group because a lot of our listeners, like I said, are super knowledgeable and they come up with, I mean, they tell us things I've never heard of about these movies and about other things and they share fun stuff they find on the internet. And I like to think of myself as like kind of a Disney expert, but I'm definitely (laughs) not a Disney expert compared to some of our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you so much for listening and make sure that you watch Bambi. Bambi! I love and don't love Bambi because it's sad, but it's really good. (laughs) So make sure you watch Bambi ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.